All right, we got my guy Rich Byery joining the show once again. Um, we UWGB starter and Mr. Wisconsin, a diehard Packer fan. We're going to talk a little Packer football before we talk about Rich's uh, Green Bay squad here. So, Rich, man, how are you doing? Thanks for coming back on the show. Appreciate you having me, Matt. It's good to see you. Good to hear you. I'm doing uh, doing all right after about 24 hours post Packers loss. So, uh, not not sitting too well with me and got a lot. A lot to get off my chest, a lot to get off my plate, but uh, no, we're doing all right. Good to, good to be on here. Hey, it's, it's good to hear that you're in good spirits, man. The, the first question I'll ask is just in general. Give me your grades on Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love on the season. Uh, well, I've, anyone who knows me knows that I'm a uh, well-known Matt LaFleur critic, so uh, I've got to give him his flowers as far as scheming, as far as he's gotten Dontavious Wicks, Jaden Reed, guys who I could not tell you their background much about him prior to this season but he got him going in the second half and uh particularly in that first half of the Niners game I was impressed with his schemes it's just late game execution poor clock management uh his special teams continue to be brutal it's just so overall I grade him as a C or C minus and that's pretty generous for me okay understood has anything has your opinion changed at all based off the success he has now that he has a quarterback who's more willing. I know you're a big Aaron Rodgers guy, but now he's got a quarterback who's willing to run his stuff, had a lot of success to finish the year. Has that changed your opinion on him, the the recent stretch with Jordan Love? Because Aaron Rodgers, as big of an Aaron Rodgers guy you, that you are, it's a tough situation for LaFleur defending him. I'm not the biggest Matt LaFleur guy either, but it's tough when the quarterback's almost as old as you and probably – just as smart, if not smarter than you, and he knows he's as smart as you. Has your opinion changed at all after the stretch run? Yeah, I would say definitely has changed a little bit. I've definitely thought higher of him. I think he's put a lot of the young guys in advantageous positions to succeed, particularly uh, A.J. Dillon and Jaden Reed, like I said. And I love the tight end duo, Musgrave and Kraft. Those guys really got going in the blocking game and the play action, and I just thought that overall throughout the season he made adjustments as the team grew and got better and their chemistry got better. So I'll definitely say for sure he got better, especially after after a tough couple of years, as, like you mentioned with Rodgers, and just I know he didn't always run what he and he check out of all stuff at the line of scrimmage, and you always hear can can can, and uh, it's just it was good to see him kind of get the flow as far as the season went on. Right now, how many quarterbacks in the league would you be taking over Jordan Love as your franchise quarterback moving forward? That's a great question. My teammates and I were debating that the other day too. They're about. Uh, eight or nine, I would take over. I think he's just inside that top ten. Just inside that top ten. A couple, a right. uh, couple bad throws yesterday away from being top five for me. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, who are you taking for uh, next year? Would you take Joe Flacco or Jordan Love? Um, I mean, Flacco's proven he can win the big game. No, I'm kidding. I'll take, I'll take Jordan Love. I'm a big. Hey, I just, I, I, I just was, ga- I was gouging where you're at. I was just or gauging where you're at right there. I'm a big Flacco guy as well, but back on track. Do you expect the Packers to win a Super Bowl or make a Super Bowl within the next few years? Uh, what is next few years? We're thinking three to five years? Three to five years, within the next three to five years, yep. I think it's very realistic for them to win the Super Bowl in the next three to five years. Not only get there, but win. I mean, I think they have the pieces. They have the draft capital this year with a big seven or eight picks in the top 100, which is unprecedented in my time as a Packer fan. And um, I think – Cap space with a couple uh, couple roster cuts I'd like to see happen in the offseason. I think we can definitely, definitely get there. Hey, dude, name them. Uh, who are you thinking? Uh, well, just off the top of my head, I know. I mean, I'm a big Bakhtiar guy. Like, love him as a guy. Great locker room guy. But just 
you know, the unwillingness to play on turf after a torn ACL. I mean, you and I tore ACLs. Like, you know, we, we know how that whole process goes. You know, it's not not easy thing to come back yeah. from. But I just think at this point, you know, the salary cap is too big. I think if we cut him, we create about $21.4 million cap space. And uh, Preston Smith is another guy. I just – I'm Preston Smith out. I think the Preston Smith experiment is time, time to move on. You know, got about five good – four decent seasons out of him. Every year he gets older and larger in the waist. I just – that kind of production, I think we can see from Lucas Mendes. We spent a top 15 pick on last year. So I think with those two cuts, I think that creates about 30, 30 to 35 million in cap space. I think we could use that to enhance our DB and our, our uh, linebackers. Okay. And then that was the next question I was going to ask you. And this is why I, like, obviously, I want to talk to Rich, interesting guy uh, on a really solid Green Bay squad, but he's the man to talk to for any Wisconsin sports room. From college hoops, the Packers, the Bucks, Rich is your guy. So I'll throw his handles down in the description. Go hit up Rich, but Rich is the right guy. To, he knows his stuff, uh, obviously. But position-wise, DBs and linebackers, those are the two positions you want to hit the most heading into this offseason? I think the elephant in the room would be the kicking position, which uh, I just can't stress enough at how important special teams are and how the Packers have just – lacked in that area for much of my childhood and much of my entire adulthood, apparently, I guess. And uh, the fact that we have the highest paid special teams coach in the NFL and continually lose games due to special teams every year is just mind boggling to me. And uh, I would love to see Anders Carlson never put on a Packer jersey again. So I think addressing (laughs) that need is huge. Not to say we should address that in the first four rounds of the draft, but I think there are definitely options out there. But like you said, I mean, we got to pick in the first round probably – 20 to 22 and then we have the Jets pick which I think is about the 38th pick so I think three picks in the top 45 we're looking pretty good to look I think our D-line needs a couple big moves I think we can run a bit our interior is getting old I love Kenny Clark but he's gonna be hitting year nine next year that's a lot of mileage on the big fella and I think secondary wise relying on Carrington Ballantyne and then Ballantyne is a lot that's a lot for two seven round picks great value in the seventh round but I just think we can find a lot of guys, and particularly in the top two rounds, to replace those guys in the secondary. No doubt. And just to your first point, kicker, would you have kept Mason Crosby around for another year, or would you have looked elsewhere? 100%. And I'm not a Crosby guy, but I do know one thing. In postseason, Crosby showed up, and he, he definitely would have hit that 41-yarder yesterday. I got an interesting stat for you here. Daniel Carlson was 4 of 9 on kicks 40 through 49 yards this year which is 44%. What do you think league average is? Oh, gosh. Uh, 84. 81%. Oh. <laughs> so, bad. I mean, yeah, yeah that was it's close. A little... but, I mean, if the Packers are a team with – yeah, I mean, the Packers didn't have a single pro bowler this year, so they need to win in those margins. And the fact that our special teams continually get gashed and taken advantage of is just – very, uh, very frustrating for a diehard fan as myself. Sure. And, and Joe Barry, what's your thoughts on him right now? Keep him, move on. I hope tomorrow is his last day as a Packer employee. I'm ready to move <laughs> on, ready to be rid of Joe Barry. Appreciate his efforts. Uh, but I think it's time time for a change. My dream scenario is that Mike Vrabel survives this coaching cycle without getting a head job. And the connection between LaFleur being his OC in Tennessee, his first two years is enough to get him in Lambo as our DC. That's my dream scenario. But okay, and then final, I'll just give you the floor. Any uh, anything else you want to get off your chest before we move on to our next topics as a Packer fan? Um, I just think you know, 
I've kind of kind of vented a little bit, but I just think we need to address special teams, make some personnel decisions as the coaching staff, like Joe Barry. Uh, three years is about two years too long. And uh, LaFleur, I like what you built in the second half of the season. I'll give you one more year. You know, I wanted you gone. I'll admit it, after two and five, I wanted you gone. And uh, I don't think I'm ready to break open the Brinks truck for Jordan Love. Great second half. This is a controversial take, but we saw Daniel Jones have a great year last year. And the Giants gave him that record-setting deal, and uh, look where they're headed this year. So, I mean, hey, I like like what he did in the second half. Yesterday was a bit of an admiration, hopefully. And, um, no, I'm actually excited for next year. I have a lot of optimism despite my skepticism over the past 10 minutes or so. Well, I, I'll say this. I mean, you could have attacked any any of my favorite players, but Daniel Jones is off limits, all right? But let, let, let's keep the <laughs> Daniel Jones slander out of this. He was – yes, the, the, the Giants line is a total disaster. Jones has been banged up all year. It was a terrible year. I'll be the first to admit it. But let's see what happens moving forward once he gets healthy. I, I'm a Daniel Jones believer. I When he had – he said no weapons. He said no weapons at all at receiver. His line has consistently been one of the worst lines in the NFL. It was just him and Saquon out for survival, and they, they led him to the playoffs uh, in 2022, 2023. He had a bad year, but the line was not doing him any favors. You watch that Dallas Cowboys game. And the, the beatings Daniel Jones took, those are the kind of beatings that make a, a gritty, tough quarterback, you know, get a little gun shy. You know, that's all I'll say. The Daniel Jones yeah. slander, you you can miss me with the Daniel Jones slander. <laughs> I think Darius Slayton, Kenny Galladay, and Darren Waller would disagree with the uh, no weapons, but uh, Kenny, hey, that's, uh, that's why they play the game. Well, yeah, <laughs> is Kenny Galladay even in the league anymore? Uh, I believe he was on a practice squad later this season. Well, I, I'll take Kenny Galli in the 2024 Packers. I'll be the first to say on a little bet minimum. Okay. I mean, it's worth the flyer. It's worth the flyer. But uh, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so my next question, I have two more football-related questions before we move on to basketball. Um, what do you make of the fact that Brett Favre was 4-1 against San Francisco in the playoffs, Aaron Rodgers went 0-4, and Jordan Love is now 0-1 against uh, the 49ers? Is that – what does that do for Brett Favre and his go argument? I mean, I'm not the biggest Brett Favre fan. I'll be the first to admit. I'm. Uh, I think Rodgers is the goat as far as I'm concerned, and I might. I've taken a lot of flack for that uh, that opinion, but I mean, it's early on in Jordan Love's career. If you look at the roster construction of the Roger teams that took on the Niners, I'd say outside of that 2021, the Niners are pretty much the better, more talented, well-rounded team. And special teams, again, continued to kill Rodgers throughout his time in Green Bay as far as the run defense, too. I mean, I still have just terrible flashbacks of Kaepernick just running all over our defense in 2012, 2013. But, uh, no, I think I love what I saw from the Cowboys. I think the ownership of the Cowboys from Rodgers to Love is going to carry on. And um, uh, the only thing I didn't didn't like is that that throw from Love to end the game last night was too Favre-esque. And I'm just – I don't know. I like <laughs> ball security. I'm about – I'm a big ball security guy. Like, hey, if you don't have it, throw it away. Throw it out of bounds. You know, get out of pocket. Love's fast. He's a good athlete. Get four or five yards with your feet. Don't be a hero. Don't make the hero play. You have a great arm, I know. But just, I don't know. Just that one. Don't need hero ball. Yeah, I'm, Saw I'm, what that does for Josh Allen. We just don't always need hero ball. I'm a gunslinger, man. I'm a fan of the gunslinger. I'm a fan of the guy who's down 21. Is going to throw that ball up there, give his receiver a chance to make a play. And that, that's what Brett Favre was all about. So, I – I'm a gunslinger. I, I, I mean, some of the picks were terrible, but Favre is always going to – stats, he doesn't get care about his stats. He's going to throw it up there. 
and he's going to let his receiver, even if that receiver is five foot six, Antonio Chapman for the diehard Green Bay Packer fans out there, Favre is going to let him make a play. And I don't know if we can say it. Aaron Rodgers did change in his last year a little bit, last few years, but yeah, I don't know if you could say that for Aaron Rodgers if he would take that chance to, to damage his stats potentially. I mean, he all the number one all time in uh, touchdown to turnover ratio. And it's not even close, and I think yeah. that's a winning that's a winning stat right there. You so, know, he he's the know. stat king. No, no, no doubt, he's the stat king. Um, I don't know if he's he's the winningest guy, but yeah, he's the stat king. But I will ask you, what's your prediction in his return next year in New York? What's that going to look like? Well, I'd like to say, above all, I'm a Packer fan, diehard Packer fan, but Aaron Rodgers is my GOAT. He's my favorite player of all time. So with a revamped O-line, I think Garrett Wilson is going to make a huge jump. Uh, I love Brees Hall. Brees Hall is a beast. And I think AFC East is on a down. It's not a good division. I don't respect the Dolphins, the Bills. You saw what they just did. Patriots are rebuilding. I think next year, I think Jets play. That's for sure. For sure. I mean, I think Rodgers is going to come back. We saw what a uh, motivated, uh, hungry, um, when people doubt Aaron Rodgers, we saw what happens. So I think next year he's going to come back with a vengeance, show people that, hey, at age 41, he's still that that bad man. Yeah, hey, no no doubt. I, I, I agree with you. I think he's going to have a, a really good year. I, I Yeah, he, he's a man on a mission, and he's got a chip on the shoulder. You see him, and he looks happy. You know, he looks happy. Like, he looks like he's this aged – he looked really aged and worn and weathered at Green Bay. He looks like a little younger. He looks like he's like 32, 33 again. He's looking good. So I, I think that's big. He, you know, he's, he seems like he's in a good spot. Yeah. Can you just admit as a non, uh, non-Rodgers guy that the Packers treated him a little unfairly on the way out? Well, I agree. No, I, I do agree. And I also think that uh, if they wanted Rodgers to be more loyal to them, maybe they shouldn't have done all the – Rogers allies so dirty over the years like perhaps they could have kept Jordy perhaps they could have just done a little better job of keeping Rogers happy I mean I mean you have to manage your superstars you have to manage his ego and I don't think they did a good job at all so no I I will 100% admit that and the fact that he threw one touchdown to a first round pick during his entire time in Green Bay is incredible and incredible and that first round pick with Mercedes Lewis is also even more just (laughs) astounding no that's fair that's fair. I mean, he had a lot of really good second-round picks, but that stat is fair.